0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All
1: right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the broadcast for October the 9th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the Blueprint for Liberty, the Supreme Law of the Land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, ladies and gentlemen, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled Friday, folks. And we're standing for the sacred cause of liberty everywhere we go. Believe it or not, I am live in jekyll island broadcasting from the red pill expo it is the jekyll island convention center is where we're at live Uh, it is friday so the convention has not quite started yet it'll be tomorrow and sunday and uh, the interesting thing is we're setting up today so people are running around getting everything set up and man they took care of us the wonderful crew here at the red pill expo at the jekyll island convention center Just set us up with phenomenal internet. They set us up with everything for our booth. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Just delightful. So that's all happening, ladies and gentlemen, and we are live. I'm uh, on the road live. Kurt Crosby's in studio. So first off, before we even do the recap of yesterday's show, I'd like to welcome Kurt to the show. You there, Kurt?
2: Buenos dias. Uh, Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam.
1: You're very welcome. We're supposed to have a guest on. We're having a little bit of trouble with a guest number. We'll try to get that solved uh, as well. But there's so much going on in the news, Kurt, it's just hard to even cover it all. Amazingly enough, I'll tell you a little bit about Jekyll Island later in the broadcast. But yesterday, we talked about the incredible headline. A fly on Pence's head drew incredible buzz during the debate, they say. A lot to do about nothing. It's a way the liberals cannot talk about the truth. As far as I can tell, in the VP debate, some were saying civility shown, distinctions drawn. There are no doubt distinctions were drawn. We talked to Mike Pence, or Mike Pence talked about this simple idea through the debate. He said this, Senator Harris, you are entitled to your own opinion, but you are not entitled to your own facts. Amen to that. You are entitled to your own opinion, but not entitled to your own facts. Amen to that reality check, huh? We also uh, covered the question from Brecklin Brown. An eighth grade student from, uh, what was it, Springville Springville, uh, Middle School or whatever in Utah asked a question, if the leaders in America don't get along, how are the citizens supposed to get along? I think it's a fair, open, honest question from a youngster, and uh, I think Mike Pence hit it out of the park and answered the question very well, comparing the Supreme Court justices and how opposite they were on uh, the issue of liberty and, and, and viewpoints on the Constitution, but yet they were friends and they were civil and respect, respectful and kind to one another etc so that's a, a great example that Mike Pence pointed to I would point to the reality check though that hey you know what the mainstream press needs to be shamed for their view and their attitude and their lens of looking at America as a completely divided on every fault line nation we are not divided on every fault line as I see America you know what people across all kinds of aisles are working together You know what? Different races working together, male and female working together, the young and the old working together. Uh, Any fault line you can find really in day-to-day America, those fault lines don't exist. Okay? Everyone's treated with respect. Everyone is kind to one another. There's exceptions, of course, I understand. But for the most part, and and, and it's just glorified in the media, all these divides. It's not really the truth in America. Day-to-day, you know what? People do get along. So to this little girl, Miss Brown, I would say to you, you know what? We do get along incredibly well. And what we need to do is have the mainstream press take a backseat. Okay, they don't control the narrative anymore. Take a backseat, mainstream press. And Americans work together. So, you know what, Miss Brown? Maybe you should go with your parents across this wonderful country, this great land of ours. And maybe you should just, you know what? Spend time in the highways and the byways. Spend time in the city halls and in the city parks, et cetera, and you just watch. You'll see people so kind to one another, getting along, respectful, standing in line, even social distancing. All right? People are willing to obey laws, and people are willing to obey guidelines, and people are willing to try to comply. People want to be good people, and people do get along, and people do have respect for one another. I know it isn't portrayed as true in the media, but it is true in life. All right, without further ado, our guest today, Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad. Poor Dad, and speaker at the Red Pill Expo. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable, my friend.
3: Good morning. Good morning.
1: So uh, there's so much going on in the news, and I was just kind of talking about it, waiting for you to jump on, but you've got an incredible speech geared up for the Red Pill Expo, from what I understand. It'll be this last call for reality. Dreamers will not do well. Interesting topic uh, coming on the heels of your book.
3: Oh, Yes, the book's been out for 25 years now.
1: Yes, it has. But you know what? This idea, interestingly enough, um, the idea, last call for reality, though, has been over 100 years in the making since uh, the creature from Jekyll Island took place, if you will.
3: Correct. The Fed.
1: So uh, uh, 25 years, 100 years, it's almost a snap in time as we fast forward into 2020, huh? What do you say uh, when you say dreamers? Are we talking about people who don't understand honest money? Are we talking about people who think we'll get over the COVID or all of it? What's, What's 2020 bringing for us?
3: Well, the reason I'm going to the red pill is to support my Fed friend, Ed Griffin, who is the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island, which is the story of the Fed formed in 1913. And it's all as exactly as you say, it's more than 100 years. It's been forever you know, ever since humanity has been around. And another word for it is called financial slavery. And I know slavery is not a very good word today, but the word slave comes from the Slavic generation, Slav. And so humans have always enslaved other humans, and money is one of the powers via which people are enslaved. So people today are brain slaves or they're wage slaves. And the reason for that is, as I wrote in Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, we teach nothing about money in schools. So that's why, you know, that's why I support Ed Griffin and the Red Pill Expo. You know, it's for people who want to hear the truth versus the blue pill, which everybody takes to social media or regular media, fake news. And they, they just listen to what they want to hear. And it's for people who want to pull their heads out of, their, uh, out of the sand, and that's why I go to the red pill. I could listen and learn just as much as anybody else because, as you say, there's so much going on, but most of it's not reported.
1: On this radio network, it is reported, my friend, and the founding fathers understood this, interestingly enough, a couple of hundred years ago. Andrew Jackson routed out the Vipers, the bankers as well. Uh, There's a lot of people that have understood this principle for quite a while as well about honest money versus dishonest fiat, right?
3: I guess so, but how many people are broke, including the U.S.?
1: Uh, The whole nation, the whole world is broke. Uh, Even those who have some gold and silver, at least they have some asset, but really they've turned us from an asset-based economy into a debt-based reality, huh?
3: Correct. I'm not broke. I'll let you know that.
1: Well, if they took away all of our Federal Reserve notes, I think we'd all be somewhat broke, right? You would be. How do I prevent it?
3: That's why I wrote "Rich Dad, Poor Dad." You know, my poor dad was a Ph.D., which stands for poor, helpless, and desperate. Good men, Stanford, University of Chicago, Northwestern—they started just as Hitler did in the Hitler Youth by uh, by making little pamphlet books teaching the kids in schools to hate the Jews. I'm not, I'm not anti-Semitic or anything like that. I'm just telling you what what happened. So the same so that's way historical we install, so the, in, the way we install socialism and fascism is via the school teachers. And that's why those Democratic National Conventions and all these. Most of them are school teachers, like my poor dad. And so I come across as a fascist because all I'm saying is just teach us about money. Why don't our schools teach us about money? And so if you're broke, it's because your school teachers taught you nothing about money, and the government teaches you nothing about money because that's how they get financial slaves out there. That's 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 it in a nutshell, and that's why I go to the Red Pill. I say what I say, and I leave. But I also go to listen to other guys because there's some smart people there.
1: Tell me about the dreamers. Who? The dreamers. You say dreamers uh, I, you will know, not do well.
3: Hey, I, I don't I don't I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about a subject that you know about, but I don't know about it. You know, I I think the biggest dreamer of all is a kid in school today. Who's loaded with student loan debt, hoping to find a safe, secure job? That's insanity. You know, artificial intelligence is coming around at higher rates of speed right now. You know, driverless trucks will be on the road in 2021. That's going to put 3.5 million truck drivers out of work eventually, and then the ripple effect from each one of those truck drivers or families, their kids, the economy, is massive. So, what happens is the people who are able to be entrepreneurs like me, who are able to take advantage of this thing and create businesses around technology, we will win. But the academics, like my poor dad, PhD, poor, helpless, de- desperate, Stanford, Northwestern, University of Chicago, are broke. And they're sitting there and they're now the socialists of the world. You know, they're saying, well, the government should take care of people. And they should. They should start in school. That's all they've been saying in Rich Dad, Poor Dad for all these years.
1: Yeah, the redpillexpo.com, ladies and gentlemen, is the website, redpillexpo.com. And on that website, the headline says Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, is going to give a speech at the Red Pill Expo. And the title of that speech is Last Call for Reality, Dreamers Will Not Do Well. Quick pause, Liberty Roundtable Live on your favorite news the networks refuse to use radio station.
4: The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man. But by God, the Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a non-profit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org.
5: You know something is wrong when the media, global corporations, and governments are all colluding on a narrative that just doesn't add up. Do you seek truth no matter where it leads? Want to understand how the world really works? Then take the red pill and register for the Expo of the Year. Come to G. Edward Griffin's Red Pill Expo, October 10th and 11th on Jekyll Island, Georgia, birthplace of the Federal Reserve. And hear from Dell Bigtree, G. Edward Griffin, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, David Icke, Alex Newman, Dr. Bradford Weeks, Sheriff Mack, John Rappaport, Tim Ray, and many more. Register to attend or live stream at home with friends and family at redpillexpo.org. That's redpillexpo.org. Because you know something is wrong.
1: Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, from the Red Pill Expo. We are at the Jekyll Island Convention Center live as we speak with Robert Kiyosaki, ladies and gentlemen. Author of the book that came out 25 years ago called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. No question, it's all about money and honesty and integrity. It's all about fiat and the rejection thereof versus honest weights and measures, as the biblical reality puts it. And we're talking about Robert coming to speak at the Red Pill Expo starting tomorrow. It'll be the 10th and the 11th in Jekyll Island. However, if you can't make it, you can go live to the website, redpillexpo.com, and you can sign up and you can watch it from the comfort of your own home via live stream from the event. Robert Kiyosaki, uh, give me a little bit of a preview of your speech coming up
3: at the Red Pill. They can buy my book because I don't think you've read my book. You know, that's where it starts. I'm I'm actually saying something to you. You know, if people are broke, it's, it's not a mistake because financial poverty starts in school. Just like Hitler p- p- pumps out those little books to tell the kids to hate the Jews. Well, that's where it starts. And I'm saying my father, a great man, you know, most school teachers are great people, but what does school teach you about money? Absolutely nothing. And if you think that's a mistake, then you take the blue pill. You think oh, all these teachers are really good people and all this but an ignorant mass of people and this is global this is global are sitting there going to school to get a job so they can pay taxes and invest in the stock market and save money you got to be kidding me wake up wake up that's called brainwashing or propaganda i don't know or blank brain implanting
1: let's talk a little bit about constitutional currency Uh, The Founding Fathers understood the biblical need for honest weights and measures, as the Bible puts it, Uh, and it's honest money that we're talking about. It's an asset-based currency, uh, gold and silver with intrinsic value, versus the fiat fake Federal Reserve money. That's really the debate. The debate's been going on since Adam and Eve came onto the earth. Cain killed Abel over this very thing, which is the control of wealth, and either we have asset-based currency, which is constitutional currency which is Honest Money. We have a debt-based fiat system. Uh, and in the state of Utah, where I come from, we have actually got gold and silver money uh, as true actual currency. We're the first state to do so. A guy by the name of Larry Hilton actually changed the law recently to where uh, gold and silver is real money in the state of Utah. you aware of that, Robert?
3: Yes, I am. Hey, you and want, you uh, want, so, Larry Hilton. Do you, do you need me to do this show? I mean, that's, I mean you're, you're having a good time talking. I'm actually
1: really trying to – I'm trying to learn about your speech coming up, and I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about it.
3: Well, I think – well, what do you want to know? I mean I've already told you it starts in school. We don't know anything about money. See, money is no good if if you don't have it in your head. You know, Hosea, my people perish without lack of with, – for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4-6. And without knowledge, you guys are just talking.
1: Where do you think people can get this knowledge?
3: A if they book go to your speech, and, that.
1: <laughs> if they go, if they go to your speech at the Red Pill Expo, will they come away with knowledge? And if they will, what will they come away with?
3: You can buy my book, twenty bucks. You can. You know, it's it's not knowledge. It's, it's not a pill. You know, it's an ongoing learning process. It's ongoing. You know, when when I was in Sunday school, one of the best lessons that my Sunday school teacher I sat there, I was about seven years old, and she said, what made the wise men wise? And I went, money? Because they had frankincense, gold, and myrrh. And she cracked up, she says, no. And I said, well, what makes, she said, well I, what makes a wise man wise? And she says, they always went looking for the best teacher. And that's the story of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. When my poor dad, Ph.D., couldn't tell me about money, I went in search of a new teacher. His name was Rich Dad, and I wrote the book about it. So I go to the red pill because I, too, am still in search of the new teacher, the greatest teachers around. And so most people are sitting around, head in the sand, you know, watching CNN or Fox News and wondering if they're getting educated. Well, the education, the, the implant, or the brainwashing started in school. you got to wash your head out. So that's, that's why I go to speak at the red pill. I learn just as much as anybody else. Because education isn't an answer. It's not 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Oh, good, you're smart. You know, I mean, that's where our schools are teaching people. Nothing.
1: Well, you're right about that. Homeschool and private schools seem to be the answer today for uh, people who truly want to get educated and understand. Certainly places like the Red Pill Expo are one of the solutions. But believe it or not, the radio is a great place to learn uh, as well. And I would submit to you, I'll answer your teacher's question for you, though. What makes the wise man wise is that he understands that keeping the commandments of God is the only way to remain wise. And the more you keep the commandments of God, the wiser you become, and the less you keep the commandments of God, the more stupid you become.
3: Well, Sam, why don't you teach? I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's
1: what, what do you think? Of, what do you think of my, I
3: mean, what do you think you know, of my I, response I, to the I, question? Look, look. You know, I'm not Christian. I mean, I am, I was raised a Christian, but I'm more a financer. I'm a capitalist. And if you're going to be a capitalist, you have to understand money. And that's what I teach. I don't teach the commandments of God because I don't I don't speak for God. But anyway, I just simp- I just simply explain money, assets, liabilities, income statements, balance sheets, and I make it very, very simple so a kid can understand it. Because I was, you know, after I was seven and I was in Sunday school. The teacher said, go search for a new teacher. Well, I was sitting in the, I was sitting in the fourth grade, and I raised my hand. I'm growing up in Hawaii, fourth generation Japanese-American. And I asked my teacher, I said, hey, when are we going to learn about money? And my fourth grade teacher said to me, she says, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I said, well, maybe for you, but I just want to learn about money. And she sat there with a blank look on her face. I mean, this is the true story. I was nine years old. I'm going, so I go home to my poor dad, you know, the head of education for Hawaii, and I said, hey, what am I going to learn about money? And he says, we don't teach money in school. And I said, why not? He says, because the government won't let us. And that's when I went, just like my teacher said, what made the three wise men wise is they went in search of the new teacher, and that was Jesus Christ. Now, that's not in the Bible because... That's not what they teach. So I went in search of a new teacher, and the new teacher was my rich dad. And I studied with him for, until he died, 30-something years. And that's why I'm a rich man. It wasn't because Who of me? what I learned in Sunday school. I learned in Sunday school a very important lesson. Go seek the new teacher. So I go to the red pill. You know, social media is going to rip us to shreds out there because, because – the, now, I went to the first red pill four years ago, and we, we were called white supremacists. And I'm going, what? I'm not even white. And so what's, what's <laughs> happening is the people of the world listen to you, but you've also got to keep searching for that new teacher. What is the teacher I need, I need today so I can survive into the future? And to study hey, the past. Who path creates of, money? What's that?
1: Who creates money?
3: Look, look, my, my friend, I think this call is over right now. Okay? I just want you to understand something. It doesn't make – I don't need money. You see, if you have financial education, I'm not attached to the Fed. You are. I don't need cash. And that's what's happening now with Bitcoin and cyber and all this stuff and the stock market. And people are going past you know the, the, what G. Edward Griffin wrote about in the federal the creature from Jekyll Island is priceless. You know my book is dog-eared, tattered, and all that. But the thing is, without financial education, the Fed's got you. If you need the U.S. dollar, you're in serious trouble. That's what's happening. You know, they, I don't know how many trillions they printed last week. I think I think it's something. So many billions a day. And we can talk about it all you want, but what the heck are you going to do about it? That's the question. That's where I come from. I am a U.S. Marine. You know, I flew for the U.S. Marine Corps in Vietnam. I'm a pretty straight shooter. I don't, I'm don't. i not here to patty cake with you. So if you want to come and hear the truth, you want to hear about other people, what else is going on in the world, you come to the red pill because you're searching for the new teacher. That is the message. That's my message. It's biblical. Hosea, 4-6 my people die for lack of knowledge my people perish for lack of knowledge and people are perishing so if you're gonna yes, sit around and think and think discussing the Fed is going to make you rich and you need that uh, what do you call what do you call no survival checks or PPP or cares and all that other phony baloney that the government hands out more power to you but if right now you can't pay your bills you're deep in debt or you're afraid of losing your job or you can't your your kids in school with student loan debt well they got you in school
1: my friend tell us your website
3: richdad.com
1: richdad.com ladies and gentlemen robert kiyosaki will be at the red pill expo godspeed travel safe sir thank you you are listening to liberty roundtable live ladies and gentlemen constitutional currency is the only way to real asset wealth. But I'll tell you about something more valuable than money, shall I?
0: Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
6: USA Radio News with Tim Burke. Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is introducing legislation to create a panel to decide whether President Trump is physically and mentally able to serve. Republican Congressman Steve Scalise believes Pelosi's priorities are mixed up.
7: This shows you just how misplaced Speaker Pelosi's priorities are. We should be in Washington helping families that are struggling and recovering, small businesses that would love another round of Paycheck Protection Program funding, where there's massive bipartisan support.
6: The Louisiana congressman speaking there on Fox News. Hurricane Delta is on track to make landfall in Louisiana today. Mandatory evacuation orders are in effect.
7: Just get ready. Hope for the best. Hop down. That's all you can do. We've lucked out twice this year, so, you know.
6: The hurricane could make landfall as a Category 3 storm. USA Radio News.
8: It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You
0: could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linacletide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at Linzess.com or call one 800 linzess You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit Linzess.com. Sponsored by Allergan and
6: Iron. Lawyers for the Illinois teen charged in a deadly shooting during a riot over the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha are fighting to keep him from returning to Wisconsin. Kyle Rittenhouse due in court this morning for a hearing on his potential extradition to Wisconsin. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden was asked again in Arizona if he favored Democratic proposals to expand the size of the Supreme Court if elected and if Democrats regain the majority in the Senate.
7: They'll know my opinion of court packing when the election is over. Now look, I know it's a great question, they all, and I don't blame you for asking. But you know, the moment I answer that question, the headline in every one of your papers will be about that, other than, other than, focusing on what's happening now.
6: Biden campaigning in Nevada on Friday. President Trump with no scheduled events on Friday, although he is planning a campaign rally on Saturday. This is USA Radio News.
9: I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, live on your radio from the Red Pill Expo. We're at the Jekyll Island Convention Center right now. The whole crew is setting up.
2: Did we lose you, Sam? If we did, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us here on the Liberty Roundtable on the uh, Loving Liberty Radio Network. Uh, We are, uh, you know, in between the uh, uh, travel of Sam heading to uh, Georgia.
1: Yeah, I'm back now, too, as well, Kurt. So go ahead and continue. That's okay. Hello, sir. Sorry about that. We had somebody... uh kicking the internet cord out it disconnected us but we rapid fire reconnected thank heavens we got the engineers live with us you know what
2: i mean yes sir yes sir that's uh,
1: anyway uh, what do you think uh, of the red pill expo rich dad poor dad discussion uh, that was a very interesting interview to say the least i'm not really sure <laughs> how that all went down but what are your comments Kurt?
2: well um you know i'm sure that uh I was reading over some of his uh, Wikipedia stuff and things like that. I'm sure that uh, he has been uh, beat up in the media <laughs> uh, many times. Uh, I was reading about uh, one of the uh, situations with a guy from CBS News that had gone to one of his events and filmed it, and then uh, you know uh, aired uh, what what. Uh, at least i believe is probably a hit piece um and so uh i'm sure he's uh, been battered and beaten many times by the educational establishment oh that's for sure uh, you know that kind of thing and so i, I i'm kind of uh, not surprised i'll bet you he pretty much figures that most media media's uh, an opponent uh if not an adversary uh For him, and so uh, I doubt that he's really familiar with what we do and uh, how we feel about things. Uh, So you know, it's it's tough to get that in just a few minutes. Um, But yeah, uh,
1: that's for sure. The interesting thing is this, Kurt. Mm -hmm. The headline on the RedPillExpo.com website for Robert Kiyosaki. Author yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. His website is richdad.com. The headline for his speech, and that's why I led with this line. By the way,
2: yeah, about the dreamers. last
1: call for reality, dreamers will not do well, and that's why I kind of started with that so that it know, hey, we're wanting to talk about his talk and that kind of stuff. That's right. I guess asking him about his talk was, um, <laughs> I don't know, game over. I don't really quite understand. And then yeah. he basically articulated the reality about money. Uh, You know, I wanted him to know I'm not here to spend my time, you know, teaching him necessarily, although it might be smart for him to learn a little bit. Uh, But nevertheless, I bring it up because, uh, you know, when I start kind of catching him up on my understanding of money, asset currency versus fiat currency and debt-based currency versus asset currency and the constitutional currency, you know, I tried to lead into the Founding Fathers. I gave him about 20 times to restart the discussion a little bit uh, and make it meaningful. But I will say this, though. Uh You know, when I, uh, number one, I've read his book, by the way. So when he says, you know, go buy my book and read it, maybe you haven't read it. I have read it. And I understand Uh the difference between rich dad, poor dad, and I understand that it's not all about money. I mentioned right before the pause that I was going to come back and tell you about what I think is more important than money. And I think keeping the commandments of God are what make a wise man wise. And I think the lack of willingness to keep the commandments of God make (laughs) men who could be wise quite stupid because blessings come from keeping the commandments And uh, I personally try to spend my life not seeking money, but I try to spend my life uh, doing the things that I know God wants me to do. And as I do so, I surround myself with God, family, and country. And when I do that, you know what? When I uh, go to the grave, uh, you know, you've never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch, right? And what I mean by that is, (laughs) you know, you don't have all kinds of stuff when you die. You don't get to take much with you. And as a result, I try to do my best to store my treasures with the people that I love and the people that I spend time with and the people that I uh, work with. And I mean, I'm so grateful for my friends and my family and my loved ones. And to me, the treasures in heaven come down to how you live your life, what you, how you treat others, uh, how you spend your time uh, you know, in the service of others, etc., And I try to do my best to minister to those around me and spend my time on things that I think have greater worth beyond this physical mortality that we're in. And so if you want my opinion of real wealth that isn't about money, um, you can say it's a difference between asset-based money, which is constitutional currency, or fiat currency. There's no doubt there's a big defining line there. But beyond money, I kind of look at relationships. Um, In one of my favorite movies, it's called Christmas Angel. There's a guy there that used to pursue the almighty dollar. And then he came to his senses and uh, the girl's like, hey, well, what are you going to do with all this money? And he goes, I just, I don't care about the money. I use it on people because I believe that people are more important than real estate. And his point really is that, you know what, the people in our lives are what matter the most. And and so as I look at uh, real wealth, I would say it's the love of a good spouse. It's the love of uh, children and family and friends and It's those kind of things that, in my opinion, stimulate what I would call real wealth, Kurt. And I agree that the dreamers are not going to do well. I agree with Robert on this. What's interesting to me about this is, you know what, we're not enemies. We're on the same page. We're promoting the Red Pill Expo because we both read G. Edward Griffin's book, and we agree that, you know what, it's a brilliant book documented big time about the fraud The criminal activity that has taken place robin and i agree with that i also agree with robert that hey it's important to focus on asset based money and i agree with robert that the education system is the problem that they're leading people down the road of communism and socialism and that we need to jettison that education reality if we want solutions and so when he talks about hey reality last call for reality uh, and a chance to say the dreamers won't do well i look at the dreamers as as those who uh, don't understand what real wealth is I look at the dreamers who don't understand uh, the world around them, okay? Reality is defined as things as they really are, in my opinion. And so if we're going to say last call for reality, it's a last call to uh, understand things as they truly are, not as you wish them to be, not your heads in the clouds or whatever, but reality is defined as things as they really are. And dreamers will not do well. Those are the people that spend their time thinking that it's all about money. It's all about I'm going to buy me a boat and I'm going to buy me a truck to pull it kind of an idea i'm more of the hey i've never seen a hearst with a trailer hitch guy i kind of have a different view on those things and uh, so anyway that's my kind of take and i i agree with robert on many things i'm not exactly understanding of how that interview went down i did my best to try to restart it several times in meaningful ways and uh all i can say is let the recording and the record defend itself huh kurt
2: yeah man that's right uh you know he's in his uh you know, 70s, uh, you know, and he might have had just a little bit uh, rough night. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the things... Well, our that prayers
1: would, are with him nevertheless, Kurt.
2: Yeah, uh, is that, uh, you know, the principles of, uh, you know, not, not just taking the blue pill and going with the uh, standard education world, uh, we agree with, uh, and I suppose... Uh, his experiences with, uh, media have been, uh, less than, uh, uh, favorable. And, uh, so that's probably where he comes off when he, when he pretty much starts things or does this kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, interesting. Uh, I, I thought it could have gone better if he would have done things differently, but, you know, I don't know that he, uh, has read our book, if you will. Um, you know, he wants us to read his book and you know, all about so we know exactly all about him, but maybe if he had read the book about us, then he'd know more about what we do, yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, and I would I would come back and say this though, to anybody, you know what, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. So, you know, I kinda take that to the bank, by the way. Um, The president says that the news that the next debate is going to be virtual, not happening. He wants to postpone the debate as opposed to having a virtual debate. I agree with the president on this. A virtual debate is nothing but a manipulation tactic to try to protect Joe Biden and to not let the people see really what Joe's um, reality is like. Speaking of reality, that's something important to understand. Also, we talked yesterday about a 34 percent GDP growth, which is shattering uh, Trump's recovery. And I bring that up because, again, even though I agree with the matrix and the red pill and the blue pill, and I understand that you know, the Federal Reserve is fiat currency and bogus, I understand all that. But I also understand that there's the real and there's the ideal. This is kind of a teacher's moment, ladies and gentlemen. The ideal says let's jettison the um, criminal Federal Reserve immediately and go back to constitutional currency. That would be my recommendation. And I agree with Robert Kiyosaki that education is one of the great... Solutions. It's also going to also be one of the greatest problems, depending on who you get your education from. And I personally believe if you're going to talk about an education, the master teacher, I will triple down and testify, is Jesus Christ himself? So I certainly want to listen to the master's teacher's advice. I'll tell you that right now. But I bring this up because in the ideal, that's the story. In the real, we have to deal with the economy the way it is to some degree. We've got to live in it. We've got to deal with it. And I'm glad things are getting better and more people do have jobs. That's a blessing. Quick pause. Sam and Kurt, I'm live for the Red Pill Expo. RedpillExpo.com.
10: Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused Border Agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com.
9: So, uh, you two are real actors, huh?
10: Well, I was an
4: extra on a soap opera for three years.
9: And I'm best known for
0: starring in cat food
9: commercials. Mm. Meow.
4: <laughs> and you're going to play our parents for how long? Oh, just during dinner for the next few years, probably until you're both off to college. Your real parents will be back every night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock?
0: Hey, your dad's busy. He's got work, softball, yeah. client functions. Yeah,
4: and your mom, she's got the literary club and play rehearsals. So.
0: Uh, don't you worry. They'll be back on time.
4: Otherwise, we get time, time and,
0: and a half. half. ka <laughs> <laughs> Okay, according to the script, we're supposed to you how your day was yes
8: um
0: okay i guess Ooh. is that the best you can do
8: i think i want my real parents i don't see that in the script
0: no ad-libbing please
7: (laughs) there's no substitute for a loving parent and when you're really there you'll know how much you care from the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints for more tips on strengthening your family visit family.mormon.org
11: All right,
1: ladies and gentlemen, get ready for next hour, too. we got two incredible guests to introduce to you. We'll do that next hour. But in the meantime, we're talking about the Red Pill Expo, and we are live from the convention floor right now. Folks are running around getting everything set up. Man, people are preparing food and preparing the stage, and the media guys are here getting the um, video all ready to go so that it can broadcast live if you can make it to the Red Pill Expo. Come on over, ladies and gentlemen. Jekyll Island Live is where it's at. But if you can't make it in person, you certainly can go to the website, redpillexpo.com, and you can go to the streaming uh, option, pay, and then what you'll get is you'll get a live stream to the event so you can watch the proceedings from the comfort of your own home. And the best part about that is not only will it be available live, but then uh, over the next 30 days you'll have access to that link as well uh, and be able to make sure that you can focus on all of it because there's going to be speakers Uh, basically two days in a row. I mean, it is a lineup of speakers like you would not believe, ladies and gentlemen. So that's all happening and coming up. um, Well, coming to a what? A home, a theater near you is the way I'd put it. Anyway, very interesting indeed. Hour two, by the way, really quick. We talked about a top Italian epidemiologist. Um, Let's see. Says that outdoor mask laws are wrong. Amen to that reality check. I think people around the world are speaking out, telling more of the truth than a lot of our own people are. Donald Trump returns to the White House, takes off a mask and says, don't let the coronavirus dominate you. Amen to that reality check. President Trump is spot on on that one. We also talked about a St. Louis County executive, I guess is involved in ballot harvesting and manipulating of ballots in Wisconsin in Pennsylvania. Very scary to say the least. There is vote fraud out there, folks. We also talked about a man stumbled across a warehouse full of voting machines that was not guarded or protected in any way. That, to me, is of great concern. We also talked about parents claim kindergartner got sent home for not being able to, what, struggling to wear a mask, not being able to tolerate a mask too well. That I, I find myself not tolerating masks very well either. Maybe I belong in kindergarten. I mean, obviously, I don't have a very good education, um, according to our latest guest anyway. But nevertheless, there you <laughs> There you have that. We talked about Macron or Macaroon. Who's what? The French. I guess he's um. What talking about a homeschooler? Talking about a band trying to protect children from religion. Kurt, if there's one thing I can say is we don't need to protect children from religion. There's a lot of things to protect kids from, and religion's probably not the top on my list,
2: sir. Yeah, good point, Sam. Yeah, that's. Uh... He's the uh, prime minister of uh, France, I think is what they call him, or the head dude in France, and uh, Mr. Macron, that's what he had to say. But, you know, the thing is, in his case, he's concerned about Islam and that kind of teachings. Uh, But the problem is, if you do that with uh, that, of course, then government can control any. Um, education. and It needs to be out of the education business, uh, in my opinion. And uh, you know, yeah, It starts country. with no
1: Islam and then it's no Christianity and where does it end, right? That's
2: exactly right.
1: All right. Not only that, a teacher uh, got really furious, I guess. Scolds 10-year-old for saying that he admires President Donald J. Trump. Uh, Kurt, I'm a little older than 10, but I admire President Donald Trump too. He's far from perfect, but I, I admire a lot that he's doing.
2: Well, you'll find plenty of people that are willing to uh, uh, criticize you for that, I guarantee you. Yes, sir. Yeah. And a man got
1: scolded for cuddling, grieving elderly mother, I guess at a social distancing funeral. This is the psychosis we're experiencing, ladies and gentlemen. You can't even have normal, natural reactions of affection for one another. Or genuine concern and caring for one another. You know, the Savior teaches us to bear one another's burdens and to grieve with those who are grieving and stand in um, in place, stand in holy places, comforting those who uh, stand in need of comfort. They're really rejecting all this on this altar of "we got to all be safe." It's a very, very big concern. I guess a uh, Oregon college professor. I guess blaming white Christians for West Coast wildfires. I didn't know that being Christian and being white had anything to do with that, Kurt. Um, You know, I I agree there's reasons for the fires, but I don't know that being Christian, that seems to me that would decrease fires if we turn to God Almighty, but that's just me. And I don't know why we bring the race card into the fires at all. I don't think the fire cares what race you are. It'll do damage. Uh, when it's not in the proper place, it will do blessings or provide blessings when it is uh, in the proper uh, venue or fireplace, if you will. And that is true for everybody, isn't it, Kurt? All the children of God uh, have that same experience with fire, don't they, Kurt?
2: Well, I think so. But, uh, you know, the problem is you mentioned the G word, you know, then you're going to be criticized and ostracized uh, outside of the whole topic. You know, and I think... uh, uh, I mean, imagine today, Sam, uh, if there was some other area where a 1,000 Americans died every day. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had, what, uh, 220 or 200,000-plus, 200, somewhere in there, uh, that they say have died from the coronavirus or the Chinese virus or the COVID whatever you want to call it. And yet when we look into the numbers uh, So many of them have what's called comorbidities or are, you know, in my opinion, just wrongfully written down. That's somewhere close to a thousand a day. Uh, So it gets huge media coverage because of its uh, effort to shut down our economy and and make President Trump and his team look bad and and win the election for the other side, while Nearly the same number of little babies are killed daily, and hardly anything gets talked about about that. Right?
1: Sadly, you're spot on. Except there is a bishop speaking out about it. I guess the a abortion. Nebraska bishop says abortion is the preeminent evil in our culture. Our culture, I'm sorry. And I couldn't double down and defend the bishop more, Kurt. I agree. Amen. He's right as rain. It is one of the preeminent evils in our culture. I think dishonest money, as Robert Kiyosaki and others would point out, is one of the preeminent evils in our culture as well. But pro-life and honest money are two of the biggest issues I can think of, by the way. But Tom Brady, watch, I guess. He threw five touchdowns for the first time since 2017. We talked about this yesterday as well. What do they call that, a comeback victory, Kurt? You better be careful of this guy. He's on his game at 43 years old, huh?
2: Well, that's right. I mean, what is he, like 20 years older than many of the guys in the NFL? and yet uh, At least, still, yeah.
1: Maybe even well, closer to 25 compared to some yeah, of them, huh? right, Kurt? He's
2: still competing, you know, uh, which is pretty impressive.
1: I would say he's more than competing, Kurt. He's winning. Yeah. He's cleaning clocks is what he's doing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing I like about Tom Brady, I'm not telling you the guys perfect or whatever. We all have our own you know, issues and everything else. I like about yeah. him, though, is he's a pretty moral guy. He's a pretty hardworking guy. He eats well. He takes care of his diet, takes care of his body. And he uh, seems to have a lot of respect for a lot of people. They've kind of attacked him for a lot of different things that he's said and done. But everything that he's said and done that I can really remember and refer to, Kurt, is pretty much pro-family, pro kindness to others i don't really see the guy raging against the machine or attacking everybody and causing problems i see him just be like hey i do my thing i think what i believe i i respect others for their views and anyway it seems like he's a pretty stand-up guy to me you know and i and I, give hey, him some, really? uh, I commend him for this
2: yeah i mean you know, he's married to a woman he's got a family whoa uh you no know wonder
1: he's and, under attack
2: yeah good point uh-huh
1: Yeah, but anyway, I I find the guy quite delightsome. All right, the United States, Kurt, is reporting more than 45,000, I guess, a positive COVID-19 tests every day. The U.S., 45,000 a day, Kurt. And they want you to believe that everybody's getting the COVID. But here's my problem with it. When they say that 45,000 tests positive, that doesn't mean that 45,000 people have the virus at all. The tests are flawed as all get out, number one. Uh, and number two, if you don't have any symptoms, are you sick, Kurt? Let me just ask you that.
2: <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh, it's
1: like, I know you say I'm sick, but I don't have any symptoms. I'm not really sick. I feel fine. Are you sick if they tell you you're sick, even though you don't feel sick, Kurt?
2: Well, that's what they tell us, Sam, and, uh, you know, that's all part of the, you know, shut it down and uh, stay home, Uh, you know, and that that whole idea is just, uh, well, it's a messed up situation, Sam.
1: Well, I've got a problem with an idea where people say that I'm sick and I don't know that I'm sick. Who would be the best person to determine if I'm sick, Kurt?
2: I think it would be you.
1: Oh, who would be the best person if you were sick, Kurt, to know that you'd be sick?
2: It might be me.
1: Oh, it might be Kurt. Imagine that kind of an idea. Isn't that how we used to do it? We used to, you know, our kid would be like, I don't feel well. And you're like, well, what's wrong? And, you know, or whatever. And you feel okay? And somebody would say yes. And we used to say that was okay. Now what we say is, I know you think you're okay, but you're not, Kurt. Yeah. Let me just tell you right now, you're not okay. You're not well. But I also got a question about this 45,000 positive coronavirus tests per day coming out of the United States now. Not only do I not trust the tests at all, but my next question is not only are we wondering if people are sick, even though they say, like um, Kaylee McEnany, or the press secretary for the president, she's like, yeah, I tested negative for like 10 times in a row, and then all of a sudden I'm positive. And, but I don't have any symptoms, she says. And I'm just kind of wondering how all that works out. But then I also ask this, how many people are going to the hospital every day? Compared to the 45,000, and then how many people are dying every day compared to the 45,000, Kurt? And those are, in my opinion, the key statistics they're really leaving out of this discussion. If you're not sick, if you don't (laughs) die, and if you don't go to the hospital, then what, Kurt?
2: Great point.
1: And I I look at it, and I say, we're not tracking the right numbers. We're just using numbers that that create what I call scare words. We got scare words going on. Yep. All right, Kurt, did you know that, that Pence calmly destroyed Kamala in the debate?
2: Well, I, that's what I feel like as I watched it and listened to it, you know. But, uh, of course, uh, those who are big uh, Kamala Harris fans will say that uh, she dispatched a Pence, I suppose. Uh, but, uh,
1: Insidescooppolitics.com has a piece, and they say this. They say, how do you know that Pence calmly destroyed Kamala Harris? And they say the re- the media reaction tells me that Pence destroyed Kamala. They're going ballistic. They're talking about flies on people's heads. They're talking about, uh, you know, this and that. But the reality is they're not talking about the real discussion points of the debate, Kurt, which is pro-life versus pro-death, which is the economy is improving or it's not, uh, which is we're going to move forward um, You know, with trying to deal with the coronavirus and coming out of that or not, we're going to the contrast was huge. But the way, you know, that Mike Pence destroyed Kamala Harris at the debate was uh, basically the, the media reaction. Kurt. Pence absolutely dominated the debate. With a far left moderator. And how do we know that? Because even the far left moderator and all the different people discussing this, you know what they're saying, Kurt? They're saying it's sure tough to be a woman. It's sure hard to be a woman in a man's world, Kurt. Yeah. And you know she's lost when they resort to the female card. Cause as far as I understand, wasn't it two females to one, Kurt? I think so. Was the fly a male or a female? It could have been three to one. Good point. I'm just kinda of saying you know, but interestingly, it's sure tough to be a woman, isn't it, Kurt? And in my opinion, that's a cop out. That's a way to play the woman's card when it's not justified. As far as I understand, Kamala got more time than Pence did, Kurt. I agree. It's sure tough to be a woman, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder how much money the moderator makes. Alright, quick pause. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I'm Sam Bushman. He's Kurt Crosby. We are live from the Red Pill Expo. Back in a flash. God save the Republic of the United States of America. RedPillExpo.com. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic.
0: Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 9th of the year of our Lord, 2020. This is hour two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled Friday. It's a Freedom Lovin' Friday, my fellow Americans, and I am live on your radio coming to you from the Red Pill Expo. You say, what's that? Well, then go to redpillexpo.com and read up a lot of great stuff there. But the Red Pill Expo starts tomorrow and Sunday, so the 10th and the 11th of October. A two-day incredible educational opportunity, to say the least. Redpillexpo.com, and you say, Sam, how? what do I do? I can't make it. I know. I get it. COVID, cash, a lot of reasons, I understand. But you know what? They're making the Red Pill Expo available streaming live from the event inside the conference hall. And so you can go to redpillexpo.com and you can pay for the streaming option. And then you can watch it live. And then anything you miss, you can go back over the next 30 days and check that out as well. It's inexpensive and available now. Go to the Red Pill Expo. Website, redpillexpo.com, and check it out. Meanwhile, I'm live from the convention center now. I set up faster than everybody else, thanks to the incredible support of the crew right here on the ground in Jekyll Island, Georgia. They did a phenomenal job, and they got me online and on air and just delightful stuff. Uh, Kurt Crosby is uh, holding the fork down, though. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir.
2: Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam.
1: You are very welcome. There's a big battle between the Republicans and Democrats. that's getting, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, more hostile by the second. Curtis, is that, that the best way to describe it?
2: Well, yeah, good and evil. Uh, it seems like there's uh, been a battle uh, for that for a long time.
1: Huh? Yeah, for example, I guess 60 Minutes tells joe biden accuser what's her name tara reed is that what her name is
2: yeah I remember her from the uh she's a yeah, lady she's the one that director. said donald
1: trump did all kind of things or not donald trump i'm sorry joe biden did all kind of these to her and the me too movement and everybody else just remains strangely silent is that the people yeah. we're talking about kurt
2: well yeah and and it's almost interesting how you did a slip of the tongue about donald donald trump because if if this were you know, something that Donald Trump had done, then uh, boy, it would be uh, everywhere, Sam. And yet uh, now CBS's uh, 60 Minutes has done an expose on it, but it's only uh, aired in Australia, Sam. Uh, So it's just once again showing the way that the media controls that whole, Thing. and of course they make their friends look good and uh, on the other hand uh, their enemies look bad, right?
1: Yes, indeed, but it's interesting to me. What do you mean they tell it in
2: Australia, Kurt? Well, uh, they have... They're willing to
1: well, talk overseas about it but not here in the hometown, if you will?
2: That's exactly right. 60 Minutes has a an Australian version of their show and... Uh, in that they uh, tell the story of joe biden's sexual assault accuser tara reed um, it uh, aired there but it won't be airing here uh, it shows uh, reed's whole movies of a tour of biden's senate office where she was an intern in 93. Uh, she said he was an, a political hero of mine because i bought into the image and I really believed he was someone not only to admire, but I wanted to be like him. Like I hope I had hoped to be maybe a senator, she said. Uh, and uh, she said that it wasn't long before her political hero turned into a predator. Uh, and uh, she told 60 Minutes Australia that he would, well, anyway, put his hands on her and would run her, his fingers under, uh, her hair. He, she said, I'd never experienced that with a boss before. And I didn't know him. Uh, she said, adding that they didn't even engage in small talk. Uh, she said she never told him to stop because she was too scared to do so. Uh, she said he touched other women because he seemed to lack boundaries with women. I think this is the, way joe biden's been for a long time sam uh and i guess it's a good reason to keep him in the basement uh but anyway uh 60 minutes australia said the behavior remains today hold on a
1: minute kurt you can keep him in the basement and i concur but you know what we ought to really throw the guy in jail though he has no oh, right point. to take liberties with women like that it's criminal it's wrong and where's the me too movement when you need them Okay, it's wrong no matter who does it. If a Republican does it, it's wrong. If a Democrat does it, it's wrong. And if there's evidence, bring that evidence forward. Someone's innocent until proven guilty. I get it. I agree. But at the same time, let's double down and have the truth, and the truth shall make us free. And if there really is evidence there, prosecutable evidence, then prosecute. And let's get it done. And if Joe belongs in jail, put him there, Kurt. That's my response. But let's have due process of law for everyone.
2: Yeah. They say that uh, in the Breitbart piece, it says 60 Minutes Australia said the behavior remains today. They even played a clip of President Obama cracking a joke about Biden's handsy ways. Uh, I guess he he said uh, you should try one. Uh, And he drew laughs from his Beltway audience. Uh, She uh, recounted the alleged attack and, uh, you know, told exactly what happened. Uh, You know, I would recommend to people that they read about it and they know uh, what she said in the days of, uh, you know, uh, what we believe all women and all that stuff. This lady seems to not be uh, getting her coverage. Right, Sam? Amen
1: to that. Again, this is where the swamp is deep. It doesn't matter which side of the aisle it's from. Those who uh, we want to reject and protect politicians from simply don't get a chance to tell their tale, whatever it be. But interestingly enough, out of all the Democrats, Tulsi Gabbard proving herself to be quite, um, what do you want to say, Kurt, resourceful at telling the truth? Again, I'm not really a Tulsi Tulsi Gabbard fan, but at the same time, what I will say is this. It sounds like she's... um, Recognizing the truth and embracing the truth, huh, Curt?
2: That's exactly right, Sam. Uh, you know, she has cited the uh, whole Project Veritas uh, thing, which is basically where uh, this this organization, Project Veritas, is going to go undercover uh, to basically... Uh, uh, warn or tell people about the ballot harvesting that this lady, Ilya Omar, uh, who's an elected representative in Congress, uh, she has, uh, well, she said it's allowed for fraud and abuse by those who could tamper with or discard ballots to try to sway an election. And I would simply say uh, she's right on target, Sam. And uh, what I'm hoping for is that somebody uh, goes to jail for this kind of things and that uh, we have good government, but I, it seems like we don't see much of that happening. You
1: know, you have your doubts, do you, sir? Amen. I concur. Now here's what's interesting. It isn't about people. It is about principle. And that's why when Tulsi Gabbard's right, we're going to tell you she's right. We're going to back her play and double down. Uh, Project Veritas has done a phenomenal job getting to the truth. And she's warning now, Tulsi Gabbard's warning about ballot harvesting after Ellen Omer video. Uh, We're talking about fraud and abuse. And look, let's investigate it. I agree that she's innocent until proven guilty. But let's have a real, you know what, jury of peers and have transparency, have due process, and let's get to the bottom of it, Kurt. And rather than just chant lock her up and put it in the court of public opinion, I'd rather have it in the court of real law with a Fully informed jury of educated Americans to say, "Hey, was there wrongdoing, and if so, what needs to be the repercussions for that?" Okay, we don't want to sway an election illegally, Uh, but yet, you know what? What are the Democrats going to say now with Tulsi speaking? Well, it's a good point because
2: she also says that uh, Project Veritas offers further evidence of the need to ban ballot harvesting. she wrote this on Twitter. She said, it's not a partisan issue. It's been abused to help both Republican and Democratic candidates, including in North Carolina. Let me yes. stop
1: you there, Kurt. That's exactly what Barack Obama said, too,
0: right?
2: Well, yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Um, and uh, she, she says, please help by telling your congressional rep to pass our bipartisan bill, H.R. 8285. Uh, my question for you, Sam, do you think that bill has got a chance to pass
1: No, sir, but I wish it would. I agree. Now, I find this also interesting. So Barack Obama said that both sides of the aisle have cheated and played games and engineered manipulated elections. And, Kurt, to me it's just as wrong when the conservative folks do it, uh, just as wrong when the Republican folks do it, as it is the Democrats. How's that for fair
2: play? Good the Green Board
1: It's wrong, and it needs to stop. And if we're going to have integrity in America, folks, it's going to start with honesty, is the issue. Amen. All right, looks like a University of South Carolina coach doing a phenomenal job standing up but getting barbecued as a result, huh, Kurt?
2: Well, yeah, exactly, Sam. Uh, You know, and uh, in this case, uh, you know, he's basically just saying, hey, uh, I disagree with this whole uh, BLM thing. And, uh, Hold on, every- Kurt.
1: Let me get let me get a chance to explain, or let me get a chance to take this quick break, and then you can come back and explain the details. In my opinion, this coach is to be commended. It's a very interesting story. Um, you know, the truth shall set you free is the headline I would put on this one. Uh, the coach telling the truth doing a phenomenal job. We are live from the Red Pill Expo, RedPillExpo.com. Back in a flash on your favorite talk station.
9: conceived in Liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest, I will not equivocate, and I will not excuse, I will not retreat an inch, and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
1: We're back live on your radio from the Red Pill Expo. Kurt Crosby, to finish this story up quickly, we're talking about a University of South Carolina coach fired for calling Black Lives Matter shameful. He says, I support the blue, meaning the police. And I guess they say they're going to promise, what do they call it, appropriate personnel action, Kurt, which means they're going to give this guy nothing but grief for standing up for the rule of law and law and order, huh, Kurt?
2: Well, first of all, he's a a white guy, Sam, and he's the head baseball coach there at the University of South Carolina, Aiken, I guess they call it. And according to the Post and Courier, he commented on a picture of a Black Lives Matter sticker on a Clemson University football helmet. He says, it's 100% shameful. I promise you will never see anything like this on my field. I support the blue and not ashamed to say it. so anyway, the university uh, perf- uh, leader, head person or whatever, uh, then came on to just say that uh, she's going to have to uh, work on that. Uh, you know, the bottom line is that's a politically incorrect thing to say, and this guy's, I think, going to be uh, sent on his way. Maybe someday he'll find some other job, uh, you know. Sad,
1: but true, our pleasure with him for sure, and I commend him for standing up. Dan Happel is with us, live from the Red Pill Expo, and Dan is the host uh, of Connecting the Dots radio broadcast as well, and live with us now on Liberty Roundtable. Hi, Dan. Yeah, hi, Sam. It's great to be with you. You're very welcome, sir. We're setting up for the Expo now. People are running around getting everything done. I was able to set up in record time thanks to the incredible staff at the Expo, um, Jekyll Island Convention Center here today. They've done a phenomenal job for us already. I'll tell you, this is a fantastic facility. I don't think I've ever seen a better facility. you got to talk closer to your mic, man. Go ahead, sir. Keep going. Yes, it's a phenomenal venue, and what I uh, surprised me, I came in last night to check out the venue, uh, Dan, and the venue is just, not only is it nice, but it's huge. No doubt about it. You realize, do you know how big this building is? Well, I would guess it's probably somewhere around a quarter of a million square feet. It's about 120,000 square feet big. So it's a little smaller than you're thinking, but it's way bigger than a Walmart store. <laughs> the thing is huge, man, and it's beautiful, too. They got an incredible big ballroom. Uh, they've got a we're going to have a, like a red carpet causeway coming in as people come into the event i'm telling you right now it is something to behold the stage is incredible for people to present from uh the venue uh, where people will be uh, spending time watching the speakers and the presenters it'll uh, be a great spot for tremendous video for those who will be watching online uh dan and it's going to be a huge event right here in Jekyll island live but it's going to be even a bigger event uh, online right That is phenomenal news. Uh, Dan, what do you think, or what's kind of your most interesting thing, or what, do you, what are you looking forward to the most at the Expo? Well,
7: you know, it's always so much fun to get together with all these great speakers, all these brilliant minds. I mean, it's it's like a, I, I don't know how you can describe it other than an incubator for uh, brilliant people and brilliant ideas and
1: Yeah, even Robert Kiyosaki, uh, rich dad, poor dad, um, richdad.com, basically uh, said, hey, I, I go there and I speak, yes, but I sit down and listen and learn from some of the most brilliant minds uh, in the country. And, you know, Ed Griffin has been a patriot for You know, as long as I've been alive, really, and I'm 50 years old, so I'm actually 53 years old. So I bring that up to say, though, that Ed has been able to, um, through his steady leadership, put together some of the best minds in the patriot community to promote God, family and country and to educate people on the truth, jettison the mainstream press narrative. You know what? We're taking back the narrative at this expo. So one of the, the uh, points of Mr. Kiyosaki's talk is, um, last call for reality, dreamers won't do very well. <laughs> and I think that really kind of tells the tale. Are you willing to open your eyes and see what the truth is, see out there? And it, part of the problem is it blows people's minds at first. They just struggle to understand it. Once they become awake, though, it seems like uh, the dominoes start to fall pretty quickly, don't they? Amen. Because of the violence from some of the bad people out there, though, uh, it seems like people are afraid to let people know they get it to some degree, too.
7: You know,
1: if if we have to experience some problems with that, so be it. Amen. I I agree completely. Believe it or not, last night I went to dinner. And we were kind of in the corner like a fly on the wall almost, so to speak. And uh, there was a bunch of uh, locals there talking. And they were mocking the Red Pill Expo people coming in big time. They were making fun of us in every way from Sunday. And I sat there and just listened and smiled. uh, Because I know we've got the truth. And the truth shall set us free. And they they mocked us to high heaven. I didn't confront them because I'm not looking for a... Uh, showdown moment or anything like that. I just kind of laid it under the radar, but I bring it all up because uh, you know They know we're here and uh, they know we're spreading the truth and some of them just aren't ready to embrace it yet But they had a good time mocking us. That's for sure Well, you know uh, we, We've heard this before
7: but the reality is, is that uh, We are winning the battle whether we realize it or not and I, I do believe it
1: Keep going Dan Put your mic closer to your mouth a little bit. I really think that we are uh, winning the battle. We are here. We are now. We are making this happen. We are, and we're making a difference, and it's one person, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time uh, where we find our greatest solutions. Um, because before you know it, the greater number. Now, you mentioned that, you know, 30% of the population are starting to kind of get it. You know, all it took was what, 3 to 4% of the American people for the revolution in the beginning? Now, I'm not looking for a revolution, but my point is our numbers are so much greater, and we have the tools to restore the republic. If we were to return to honest money, if we were to return to the checks and balances uh, well-known in the Constitution, if we, you know, we have the seeds are in America's founding documents for the solution, sir. They're also the ones that might double down on the solution and and carry us home (laughs) uh, as well. You know, I get on base, you get on base, and then before you know it, they hit a grand slam, and that's probably how it's going to go down. Tell everybody about your show before we let you go. People like you. Dan Happel, ladies and gentlemen, will help you connect the dots to put it all together to understand who's who and what's what in this complicated world we live in. Uh, and once you get the dots connected, pretty soon a, a light bulb moment happens and you go, wow, um, what an incredible opportunity. And, and then you want to be part of the solution. You're, you just yearn to do something uh, to make a difference for what you now have knowledge of. Dan, give your website out. Uh,
7: yes, it's danhappel.com. Uh, Dan. Apple, H-A-P-P-E-L.com, and that website. We've got many of our radio programs archived on
1: there. Dan, what do you want to tell America as we kick off the Red Pill? Watch Red Pill Expo coming up tomorrow and Sunday, the 10th and 11th, online. Redpillexpo.com. Thanks, Dan. Back in a flash, hard hitting talk straight ahead.
0: Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
12: USA Radio News with Tim Berg. As it approaches our coast,
7: Hurricane Delta is forecasted to be weakening rather than strengthening, uh, and it's
11: going to be a storm that moves faster.
6: Louisiana Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards as Hurricane Delta is expected to make landfall in Louisiana around the same place another hurricane hit in August. Edwards continues.
11: It is very clear that Southwest Louisiana is going to get more of a punch from this than we would like to see for sure. Uh, because we're still trying to recover from Hurricane Laura.
6: With the second Democratic presidential debate scrapped next week in Miami, both candidates hitting the road. President Trump holding a campaign rally down in Florida. Meanwhile, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden will be holding a town hall in the battleground state of Pennsylvania. This is USA Radio News.
8: Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
7: I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change, not like this, not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50. And, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of nature has literally changed my life. It really has.
8: Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA.
6: Brandon Caserta is one of the 13 men arrested in a plot to kidnap Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Caserta no fan of President Trump.
0: You know, Trump is not your friend, dude. And it's, it amazes me that people actually like believe that when he's shown over and over and over again that he's a tyrant.
6: Vice President Mike Pence spending his Thursday in Arizona saying Arizona and the American comeback are underway. While speaking at Tier Tactical, just outside of Phoenix, Pence touts the state's rebounding employment rates amid the coronavirus pandemic.
4: In the last five months alone, we've already seen more than 11.5 million Americans go back to work, including 172,000 right here in the Grand Canyon
6: Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden also campaigning on Thursday in Arizona. USA Radio News.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I've got Ed Griffin with me, Red Pill Expo. What do you call it? Founder in chief, sir? (laughs)
13: <laughs> well, I'd like to think of myself as the, uh, as the chairman.
1: The chairman of Red Pill Expo. He really is the founder-in-chief, though, even though he's polite about it. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the one that wrote the incredible book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, that really, in my opinion, uh, 100 years after the fact almost, changed the game in terms of the understanding. A lot of us understood the Federal Reserve was fraudulent. We understood it was a banking cartel, but we didn't have near the documented details about Uh, You know, how it all went down, where it was, who was involved, what they said and did, and all the details about how it, uh, you know, went, uh, what, almost at Christmas time, We're all trying to celebrate Christmas back in, what, 1913, but they gathered in 1910 with the evil plot in Jekyll Island, and, you know, Ed, you are the master documenter of all that, and fast forward, what, 100-plus years, and now the Red Pill Expo is educating uh, people on that, but a gazillion other topics as well. The truth shall set us free, huh?
13: Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. The truth is the starting point, point. and of course, what I learned a long time ago is that uh, the truth is, doesn't always uh, prevail. It needs some help sometimes because if people know the truth and don't do anything with it, they just sit and you know be content with knowing. Ah, oh, I, I understand that. Yeah, don't you? You can't tell me about that. I know about that, but they never get out and do anything about supporting. Uh, the implementation of truth into their political system or their social system. You know, it takes it takes manpower as well uh, to promote the truth
1: and women power. I get the yes. manpower. I'm just yeah. having fun. Yeah. But you know what? It's interesting. Even guys like you, though, come to the expo and learn from a lot of the experts. huh?
13: Oh, definitely. You bet. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah, I, I'm usually uh, in the back row someplace because i got to keep my eye on everything that's cooking, you know, like watching all the pots on the on the stove but still i'm glued to that stage because there's every minute i'm learning as i go
1: now you've been doing the red pill export for how many years now
13: well this is the uh, we started in um 2017 was our first one so there you have it
1: but you have it more than once a year yes too, right? we
13: started we're ramping up to two a year now the last this one is uh, like the second one in, in the year
1: mm-hmm. and to me this is the first time you've ever been to jekyll island right
13: well, I've been here before, but we've never had an expo here, so that was uh, a brilliant move. We decided we would return to the scene of the crime. Amen <laughs> and, to that. And uh, of course, it's a beautiful place. It's uh, these guys, as billionaires of their time, you know, knew how to spend their money. Well, this is a beautiful place, and. One of the things about it is that it's surrounded by cottages, as they called them in those days, where the super wealthy from Wall Street uh, came here and spent the cold winter months, um, and most of them lived in New York. So they came here, and they built their little cottages, you know, 14-room cottages. with Little cottages. Little cottages, yeah. <laughs> so but it's a beautiful place. But the history here is rich if you want to go beyond just what happened in terms of the the commission of the great crime, the creation of the Federal Reserve System. You can see a lot of other history here, uh, you know, how people lived and uh, especially the upper crust. And uh, not that that necessarily is what we all aspire to, but still, it was a great style of living. And the architecture here is great. The scenery is great. The people that live here today are great.
1: And so far, the food's delicious, too. <laughs>
13: yes. So you can't beat it. Now we have now we brought a whole pot full of truth and we're going to be adding that to the mix.
1: Now, let me uh, understand then. Right now, I guess you can't actually even own property on the island. It's controlled by the government, and you can lease property for 99 years, and you can own a, uh, a home. Uh, on leased property kind of a stuff. A lot of family people live here. It's not a party island, which is interesting. Uh, it's a very family-oriented island. The south end of the island uh, seems to have all the industry and the tourism and everything else. Uh, the north part of the island seems to be where most of the families uh, live, and they, instead of uh, having these beachfront properties and uh, you know bungalows and uh, condos and stuff like that, it's more family homes um, primarily on the island as well. Very unique in its time and in its place even today.
13: Yeah. It's wonderful. And they have tours. And of course, there's a lot of wildlife here and a lot of other things. But, you know, let's face it, uh, the country is loaded with beautiful places to visit. And I think uh, when we come here, it, that's sort of a, a, an interesting and entertaining sidelight. But we come here to study and learn. And of course, we always start w- with the event, uh, the creation of the Federal Reserve System here, because that was one of the greatest crimes, literally, in all history. And that comes as a shock, I'm sure, to a lot of people that might be casually, you know, scanning their radio and come across this statement that the Federal Reserve System is one of the greatest scams or crimes of all history. Why isn't that our federal government, you know? Well, no, it's not our federal government. And that's one of the reasons it's a crime is because it's, it's hiding behind this mask of pretending to be it's a government agency when, in fact, the truth is it's a cartel. It's no different than a banana cartel or a oil cartel. It just happens to be a banking cartel, and these largest banks in the United States with deep roots in banks around the world. It's really an international system, but uh, it appears here to be American banking, and they formed together back in, in 1913 when they passed the Federal Reserve Act. They formed to create a cartel, and then the most amazing thing, of course, anybody can form a cartel if they want to, but the amazing thing is that they convinced these idiots in Congress to pass a law which gave this cartel the exclusive right to create the nation's money supply. I mean, incredible achievement. That's what nations are supposed to be able to do is issue their own money. That's one of the definitions of sovereignty, you know? And so Congress was persuaded to turn over the right to create the nation's money to a group of private bankers. Uh, We just think about that for a minute. And then beyond that they gave them special privileges to uh, to create money out of nothing and charge interest on nothing, and and away we go. Once those fundamental planks are in place, well, you've got the foundation for one of the biggest crimes of all history.
1: Do you think in our lifetimes we'll ever be able to call a halt to the con game?
13: Well, I don't know about whose lifetime. I'm a I'm an old duffer, uh, but um, I it hey, probably, hold on a minute. <laughs> this guy says he's an old
1: duffer, but he runs around like he's 40. Man, I mean, the guy's got more energy and more billions and more cognitive capabilities than just about anybody that i know
13: well thank you for that but anyway i wish it were true but anyway yeah i'm pushing 90 so uh i've got uh, you know my lifetime probably is i'm not going to see the repeal of the federal reserve act in my lifetime unless i really start taking my vitamins uh but anyway that's not the important point it's going to happen and i feel that uh, i and and even you uh, Sam, I think we are laying the foundation for something that 's not going to be uh, built overnight this isn 't going to happen by the next election, which is how people usually think in terms of you know who are you 're going to vote for? Can we clean all this up if we just get the right guy in the in the White House, you know, the idea of the man and the white horse is still with us today. And th- it's not going to happen that way. It, it has to be built from the ground up. It has to be started in the local communities. We have to clean up the educational system because we're teaching the kids garbage about, you know, what government should do and should not do and all of that sort of thing. It's going to take time. It took about 120 years for us to lose our republic. And I don't think we can realistically say, well, we're going to restore it in, uh, you know, by the next election, because it starts with the hearts and minds of the voters. And that, I think, is a is a multi-generational uh, task. But now, having said all that, I think with the momentum that we're building now, we should be able to get this thing completely turned around and moving back in the right direction again and beyond within two generations. To me, that is very, very encouraging. And I, I go to bed at night with a smile on my face, thinking that, Even though I may not see it in my lifetime, I know that I'm helping to build the foundation, and it will happen.
1: We take the long view, ladies and gentlemen. We work steadily towards our cause. We know truth is on our side. And not only do you got the Red Pill Expo today, preparation for and it's tomorrow and Sunday. If you can't attend in person on Jekyll Island, you can get the streams. They're available redpillexpo.com. Uh, but you've got Red Pill University, though, which takes this not only every six months but year-round availability for education based on the incredible work done by all the participants.
13: Yes, Red Pill University is an outgrowth of the Red Pill Expo because it, the first one we held, it was so successful, and people were so anxious to, you know, when is the next one going to be? Was I heard that so many times. Well, it was very discouraging to say, well, next year or sometime, no, no, no. You cannot let this die and do and, and do your right thing only once a year. So we saw immediately that we had to convert the Red Pill Expo and the concept behind it to something that goes 24-7, 365 days a year. And so, uh, that's what the Red Pill University is all about.
1: Red Pill University, ladies and gentlemen, go to redpillexpo.com and you can link from there. Uh, it's tremendous stuff they're doing. Do we know where the next one's going to be? No, we don't, actually. Uh,
13: we were so stunned by the the setback of not being able. To, so we had to postpone this one. It was planned yes. originally in June. And then, of course, when uh, March came along and people were going into their cocoons trying to figure out, what are we going to do? And they just stopped moving. We knew that that was, <laughs> was not a good time to put our expo on. Uh, but now that we're th- we're through all that, we know, we th- we're through waiting to see what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen if we don't move. So we're moving now. I I think we're probably going to shoot for um, let's see, this is uh, October, November, probably April or something like that. And no, we don't know where it's going to be. If anybody has any bright ideas, uh, we're looking for a beautiful place, and we're looking for a place where the the, the politicians aren't so beholden to, to this pharmaceutical cartel that's uh, captured control of our daily lives and told us what we can and cannot do. We're open to suggestions.
1: The big key, ladies and gentlemen, is to understand if they can keep us all apart and isolated, they can continue the con game. As we get together and educate and rub shoulders with one another, pretty soon our greater numbers shall meet success, and we will call a halt to the con game. Thank you, Ed. Edward Griffin, ladies and gentlemen, on your radio.
12: As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration.
5: Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money?
8: Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins?
5: Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1200, you don't actually get $1200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, why somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured.
8: But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, live on your radio from Red Pill Expo. Man, it doesn't get better than this. Dan Happel, Connected Us Radio Broadcast, jumps on the radio with us. Then G. Edward Griffin himself. Um, He likes to call him, what, the chairman? Is that what he said he was? The founder of the Expo. We're live from Jekyll Island. So let me just tell you what happened on the break. It's kind of comical in a way, but really cool in the other way. So I'm sitting here, and I'm talking to Ed, G. Edward Griffin, uh, on the break here. And I'm going, you know, telling him about some of the people and things we're doing and everything. And I'm, I'm like, you know, Bob Sisson, that guy's an incredible guy. He came on the radio with us the other day. Well, it turns out, uh, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea. never met Bob in person, so, you know, I can't see the guy at all. have no idea. <clears throat> I'm telling Ed about Bob, and Bob literally is walking by. Craziest thing ever. And uh, so, anyway, we decided to grab Bob and asked him to sit down with us. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir.
11: Well, hey, thank you very much. It's such an honor to meet you.
1: Thank you. The feeling is mutual. Now, are you guys going to be doing some video stuff from here, too? You brought a lot of your people, right?
11: Yes, we're trying to help out all we can. So, yeah, we got the whole studio.
1: And what does that mean? That means you've got a, a, a video guy here. You've got people being interviewed. You've got, tell me what's going on.
11: Well, I'm not sure. I'm just uh just hanging out with them, but we brought three people down, my wife and myself. So we got five people here we're staying over on St. Simons.
1: All right. And you got your wife and you and then three uh, people working uh, to do the broadcast and such?
11: Right. We got Bob Denny who runs the whole studio. Yeah, he's, he's like a, the technical wizard, right? Yeah, he's a genius. Okay. And uh then we got Hunter who's smarter than Bob. Hunter's a young man. And I think he's got, what do they call that disease, um, Arsbergers or something. But anyway, he's brilliant. And uh, and then we got Bob's daughter here, and she runs the studio back home.
1: And that's Bob Denny's daughter?
11: Yes, correct.
1: All right, wonderful. i got a friend named Denny Daughters. That's different than Bob Denny's daughter. All right, anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, I digress. So are you going to be uh, doing your show? No. From here?
11: No. No, I'm just here. uh, I'm trying to meet up with people. You know, we're trying to uh, promote chlorine dioxide. We believe this may well be the coming out party for it. And uh, one of these days when the world uh, figures out what it is, um, everybody's going to embrace it. But we're just waiting for that day.
1: And you brought some with you, too, didn't you?
11: I bought a bunch. (laughs) All
1: right. And uh, really the key is to understand what it is. And then the key is to understand what kind of uh, portions or what kind of uh, protocols you would use, right?
11: Right. And, and it's dangerous to tell protocols. So what we do is we refer people to the, uh, the website, clo2.tv, and let them figure it out. But they're, they're, there's liable to be somebody here that's here just to trap us. So we have to be careful.
1: And when you say it's dangerous, uh, you're, you're just talking about the, the tyranny that's uh, made Americans afraid of their government. You know, you have liberty when the government's afraid of the people, right? But that's what we're talking about, right?
11: Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, uh, four of the major players in the CLO2 world are, are in prison. And uh, two of them had, were operating out of Columbia, South America, figuring that was sort of safe. Turns out not so much. So yeah, the long
1: arm of the law reaches out, doesn't it, sir?
11: Exactly uh, evil, uh, it's weird. Evil works together all over the world. And then the Christian people bicker about, uh, the mode of baptism or something crazy.
1: Well, all I can tell you, this is I want to work with fellow Christians everywhere to tell the tale of Liberty, tell the tale of truth and point people to the savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to do it day in and day out, sir, as long as I breathe.
11: Amen. And, uh, what our goal is to be a little more definite, uh, We want people to to look to the real Jesus Christ. It seems that, that for the last hundred years, the organized religion has been watering down who Jesus really is. And when you water him down too much, you end up with someone who's not even powerful enough to save. So we just want everybody to read the Bible and listen to the words of the living Savior.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Savior Jesus Christ, the one with power to take up his life again. We believe in the resurrected Jesus Christ, and we believe in a man who understands that he's truly the Son of God and the only one to live a sinless life. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about just a prophet or something like that. We're talking about the literal Son of the Almighty God, right?
11: Amen. And we're not talking about the one who's standing outside your door knocking on it, hoping you'll let him in someday. He's the King of glory. He's the God of all time, the God of everything. And uh, if he wants you, he'll get you. And we're not
6: talking about Brock
1: neither. (laughs)
11: No, I'd say we're not.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business, though, because I believe the author of liberty uh, is the Savior Jesus Christ himself. He provides us our liberty, our very breath, and he provides us the solutions going forward. If we want to uh, secure the blessings of liberty, then we ought to do what he asks.
11: Well, and, and, and that's the key of all that we do is encouraging people just to read the Bible. We don't want to tell you about Jesus or about what he said. You need to hear it from him because... Uh, salvation is a relationship. It's not information. If you simply know information about Michael Michael uh, Jackson or, or anybody, uh, I'm trying to think of Michael Jordan, I meant to say, but you don't know him. You just know about him. And the same thing is true in the spiritual realm. We need to spend time with him, listen to his word, and then we can begin to establish a relationship.
1: I know you know about the different speeches at the expo. What are you looking forward to the most?
11: Wow. That's a very good question. I'm looking forward to meeting like Dell. I've been chasing Dell around the planet. Uh, I drove Big all tree's
1: busy, I'll tell you that right now. I'm
11: telling you, we went all the way to the last red pill that I knew about, the one in Mesquite. Yes, sir. Drove all the way there from Tennessee. It was uh, 30 hours almost. You know they
1: got planes, don't you?
11: <laughs> well, Dr. Alan Keyes, <laughs> who I work with, he loves this country so much, and he loves Jesus more but uh, he wanted to drive out there, so he talked us all into it. Plus, it was great because we stopped in Austin on the way out and we met Mike Adams and we, were, we went on to the uh, uh, Alex Jones show. So it was worth it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a long drive.
1: It's a long drive, but one of the things that you get on a drive like that, though, is you get down and personal with the real people of America. There's a whole lot more believing in Jesus Christ than the mainstream press wants you to believe. There's a whole lot more Americans across all the fault lines they try to drive wedges into uh, who, you know what? They're good people doing good things everywhere in the country, and when you're on the ground, you notice it,
11: right? Uh, that's totally true. i tell you what I noticed. I got my Trump hat here. I'd take it off for these headphones. It's the first time it's been off in two years, uh, I'm teasing, but uh, I can take a shower
1: with it. Yeah, exactly.
11: Time. So I keep my nose clean somehow. But at any rate, uh, wh- what I've done is I keep up with the people say, hey, but dude, I like your hat or I like your mask. <laughs> I have a Trump mask. Uh, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president mask, which I don't mind wearing, although I know that's a no no here. But nonetheless, my count is four hundred and thirty four. I like your hats to only four people that had any issue at all, all four were polite. It's a lie that if you wear your Trump paraphernalia, that somehow you're gonna be attacked, at least from my perspective.
1: Sure, the the point is it happens once in a great while where the media wants you to believe that everybody's ready just to take you out the second you put that thing on.
11: Totally, totally true, because I had a number of people, I was in San Antonio at an Air Force graduation for one of my kids, and uh, found out later you weren't supposed to wear any stuff like that, but I wore it the whole time numerous people came up and told me how much they appreciated that and they wished they had the guts to wear theirs. And these are monstrous guys. I'm going, dude, you ain't got nothing to worry about at your size. I'm a little bitty fella, and ain't nobody said nothing to me.
1: Well, a lot of the problem is people aren't really afraid for the, for the meltdown. They just don't want to be on the wrong side of the meltdown and go to jail or they don't want to you know, hurt anybody. You know, Most of our people are God-fearing, nonviolent folks. They don't want confrontation,
11: right? Well, that is true, and, and to, a, to a degree that's getting us in trouble now because, uh, sadly, evil will do anything to, to win. And, uh, and, and we, followers of Jesus Christ, we can't lie. We're not supposed to go around hitting on folks. Uh, so we have to behave ourselves. We're at a distinct disadvantage until you factor into the uh, equation that we're indwelt by the living God, the one who controls everything, and now we have the upper hand.
1: It's taken a lot of time and a lot of work by constitutional patriots over the years to get us to this point. Hopefully we can get Alan Keyes on the broadcast as well and talk to him a bit about some of the things that he's doing to build this wonderful country. And our prayers are for the folks in prison. we got to have uh, the truth uh, of fully informed juries and things like that so, so truth can be um, afforded to some of these poor folks. But I, but I commend them for their work and their stance and all that they're doing for the sacred cause nevertheless, right?
11: That's true. And and everybody out there, please pray for Alan. He's at some event with Eric Trump. And uh, of course, you never know. Eric may have a bad understanding of Alan. Uh, Alan was totally against Trump when I first started working with him about three years ago. And uh, I mean, he and I would argue. You don't argue with Alan. He just tells you the way it is. But he and I would argue as much as I could get in. And uh, but then when Trump spoke before the United Nations, uh, he flipped. He admitted he was wrong and that and that Trump is our man. Trump and, is the,
1: and the reason why is because Donald Trump has stood up for Jesus Christ and for pro-life more than any other president in my lifetime, sir. The buck stops there.
11: Well, that's absolutely true. The early on argument was, well, I don't think Trump's born again. Well, I don't know whether he's born again or not. You don't have to be born again for God to use you. He used a that's donkey. That's right. You know, he's using a lot of people. And so uh, the living God does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. And our job is to look at what's going on. You got on the one hand, people that murder babies and that are blatantly evil. And you got a guy that's trying to do right by God. So whether he's born again or not, it's not even an issue.
1: Well, and I'm the guy that just prays that when I get in the elevator, Peter decides to press up. I pray for that every day as opposed to down. So that's where I'm at, you know?
11: (laughs) You know, man, I listened to, and and I wanted to promote John MacArthur the other day when we were on the air because (laughs) uh, I felt guilty. I love John MacArthur, but he's got a a series, uh, Saved or Deceived, and uh, it's two parts. And I recommend everybody in America, every pastor, make sure everybody in their congregation, uh, listens to those sermons, watches them. Because when I watched them, I was worried about myself. I wasn't worried about anybody else.
1: Well, and where do you get them? Do you
11: have an easy but, to- GTY.org. He has... John MacArthur, and by the way, the president... I went all the way to Los Angeles with Dr. Keys, uh, to see, uh, not only, but to see MacArthur and encourage him to get together with Trump. And uh turned out MacArthur was on the East Coast. Duh. But, uh... So that didn't work, but now the president is calling MacArthur and they're talking. John MacArthur needs to be in the White House advising the president because we know John MacArthur is very godly and I don't know nothing about those other boys, but I know if if he is by far the best teacher, Bible teacher in the, in the world. And everybody should go and gty.org and start listing some of those sermons. If you're born again, you will immediately know that this is God's man for this time. G T Y. Grace to you. Grace, Grace to you.
1: To you. Yeah. GTY.org. Check it out, right. ladies and gentlemen. We don't want to be deceived. We want to know the truth. The truth shall set us free. And we all want to stand together for the sacred cause of liberty. Bob Sisson, as you approach this expo coming up tomorrow and Sunday, two days of incredible speeches and everything else. What would you tell the people?
11: Well, that, that we have to wake up. This is all about waking people up. To be honest, the reason I love G. Edward Griffin so much is because years ago I read his book, A World Without Cancer, and when I read all about the evil in the world, it totally blew my mind.
1: It is shattering to say the least, but you know what? That's what we need in America. We need people to realize and wake up and call a halt to the con game, and it starts with you and me, ladies and gentlemen. Bob, thank you, sir. We're flat out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Two hours of live radio today. got two more coming up tomorrow live from the Expo. We'll have guest after guest. We'll tell the tale of liberty, and we'll promote Red Pill Expo. If you want to watch it, you can do so live. Live stream is available. RedPillExpo.com. Check it out. For Sam, Kurt, Bob, T. Edward Griffin, Dan Happel, and even Robert Kiyosaki, We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. But ladies and gentlemen, you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? All right, we declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic of the United States of America.